Smoking Tire Podcast number 41. It's your boy Matt Farah here. And this is a good episode, a special episode, because joining us via Skype, not it's not actually God, even though it's probably going to sound a little like God, but it is Dan Greenwald, the creative director for two, uh, Turn 10 Studios, which makes Forza Motorsports and the new Forza Horizon game. What's up, Dan? How's it going? Excited Thank to be you here. for uh, joining us, man. Appreciate it. Delay of game? Dan? Have yeah. we lost Dan? Oh. You got me? Oh, there okay. you go. Hey. 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 People freaking right. out there. Sorry about that. That's cool, man. No where Where are you calling from at this moment? So I'm up in uh, Redmond, Washington, right outside of Seattle. It's where Turn 10 is based. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm right. calling you from my desk. Oh, all right. I was oh, wondering, right. wondering if they had cell phones there, but then I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, are you actually, <laughs> uh, you guys actually are on the uh, Microsoft uh, campus then? We're not. Uh, we're kind of remote. That's a good thing and a bad thing. A good thing in that uh, we're able to build our own studio culture. Um, you know, we're able to you know have our own uh, have our own uh, way of doing things around here. But uh, it's also a bad thing in that we're on like cop central of a road. And as you might expect, oh, the guys that work Turn Ten have a few cars that uh, draw attention. Yeah. Do people is that is turn ten a culture? Uh, how's the parking lot look up there? What do you what kind, what can you find in your parking lot on the average morning? Well, you know it's a mixed bag. We we really are the vision for this game, and that is uh, gamers and car lovers, you know, all wrapped up into one. So we've got uh, you know BMW M3s, we've got old uh, internationals. You'll see the occasional Prius. But mostly what you see are things like Lotus Elises, some old resto uh, mods. Um, cool. So know, the cops Porsche get really offended by the Prius then. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> um well, I heard you have a I heard you have like a really cool M three. Well, I, I've worked on it a little bit. I've had a I bought an M three about a year ago and um you know, I bought it off a lot, a bit of an impulse buy. I got rid of my old B five S four. I got the M three, I imported a bunch of parts. <laughs> from europe uh gts parts so black wheels black chrome and the like so it's lightly modified but it looks pretty mean nice nice well the b5 s4 is a good decision too as long as it doesn't like explode on you (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and it it was more heavily modified and i think i learned my lesson you know I, i flew a little bit too close to the sun for my liking, since it was my daily driver, and the thing just the check engine light was like a laser beam just shooting me in the eyeball every morning. <laughs> Would you have the boost turned up on it, or did you actually go with a uh, aftermarket turbo? I did KO four turbos with yeah. slightly different internals, yeah, and then nice. had uh, the aftermarket RS4 coolers, mod. of course, clutch, brakes, uh, Olin's coilovers. Um, yeah, I, I paid for a lot of stuff that didn't change my commute. <laughs> That's a, that's a valuable lesson. At least you didn't learn that lesson the way that so many of my friends who bought uh, had their parents buy them S4s in high school, the B5 S4. They learned their lesson when they uh, came into contact with stationary objects at high rates of speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, the car understeered and then would not understeer and then would understeer. It kind of liked to jump its way through corners. So, Can you please confirm for uh, our drive. listeners who don't believe us that that is one of the most ill-handling cars ever produced. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I came out of a Mitsubishi 3000 GT, a VR4 before that, which uh, was also very, very heavy and not incredibly reliably. It just didn't. It didn't track a corner as reliably as you'd like. 
so you've just been plagued with all-wheel drive cars with less than stellar reliability. Yeah, I'm kind of a fool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least you've come around and bought yourself a nice M3 and got some good parts on it. That's that's a good M3 is a good decision for a commuter car that you can have some fun with. Well, you know, and I realized I had put I had, was showing way too much fidelity to my car, so I had that BMW or the uh, the Audi for nearly ten years, and I had never owned a car that long. It had always been, you know, I had an old Corolla and blew it up, and then had the three thousand, had a whole bunch of different cars, and I got that B five, and I got all into like tuning the shit out of it and taking it to the track and having a good time with it. And man, I had it way too long. I realized I I really should only keep a car for like one year. Yeah, I mean, aren't you like rich? Shouldn't you be like going through cars like crazy? Uh, I got twins, man. Oh, I, got twins. I would say bummer, but congratulations on that. I guess you should keep them for oh. one year, also. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about before we get into Horizon, because I I want to hear about Horizon, but. What's I mean? Tell us what's involved in not. You don't have to go into crazy geeky detail, but in making a car video game because everyone has an opinion on what a car video game you know needs to be from the physics engine to the the tracks, the realization. I mean, what type of committee is involved in choosing tracks, cars, you know, everything? Well, you know, I've, I've had the luxury of being on this franchise for a long time. So me and a couple other guys, almost 10 years ago now, uh, got together and pitched this franchise of, uh, you know, Forza. And for us, it was all about the vision of, you know, getting guys like us, guys that love games and like cars, um, you know, to, to intermingle with other people. Because it's a really diverse group. You know, the car niches around the world car culture is so different around the world and gaming culture is too and we really wanted to create more people that had our same disease so since then we've you know been able to make four games and i've uh, been blessed with some good uh, you know good review scores and a pretty happy fan base and uh in that time the team has gotten huge uh, it's a really big team working around the clock all around the world vietnam asia playground who's oh, so you outsourced to vietnam UK. too huh uh, I get it. <laughs> so, you know, it's a big committee, I guess you could say. Uh, but the process really is vision-driven. So when we knew we wanted to make not just a racing game, but a car game, it really, simulation was something we knew we needed to do, but it wasn't the thing that was, was driving the vision of the game. The game was about getting car lovers into gamers and gamers into car lovers, not uh, necessarily sim itself. Yeah, because I'd say, I mean, and don't think it's the wrong way, but up until Forza 4, you guys weren't really as sim-focused as some of your competitors. You had a little bit more leeway as far as the uh, as the inputs went and things like that on controls. Uh, whereas I think Forza 4, you guys got real serious about the sim thing. Is that kind of correct uh, take on it or...? Well, you know, I've always taken the sim- doing simulation well, seriously, and so we've invested in tires time and time and time again. We've been invested in, you know, changing our suspension model and the like. Uh, I think really the biggest change in between Forza 3 and 4 is we, uh, we actually removed even more layers that kept players off the raw physics. So we put in simulation steering, and that allowed you to really get on those raw physics. Um, but, you know, the underpinnings of the phys- physics engine itself, you know, in 3 were incredibly good, and I would have put them against any of those other games. Mm-hmm. I think what we started to realize is there's so many people that 
play so many different ways. Some people play with the controller, some with a wheel, and we already had them in our community. So we needed to allow the game to adapt to all these different types of players and blow away the line between sim and arcade and just say, look, you can have a sim game that's easy to play and you can have an arcade game that's got depth. Well, there get, there also becomes a point where the simulation is is so good that it really becomes like frustrating. Like I'm okay at video games. You know, we have like a seat and a wheel here at our house, and I'm okay at it. But I'm like, re- I tried uh, F1 2012, and I'm like, I was horrible at it. And I've tried iRacing, and I'm really bad at that too. But I'm I'm okay at Forza and, and at Gran Turismo. So is there is it? Does it get to a point where it's like real, 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 real? Okay, wait, wait, back it off just a little bit. Are you talking about the uncanny? Well, actually, value? no. We think of this as building with layers. So, you know, this, the simulation engine that we're building, I, again, I, I really think we, we pull out all the stops to try and make it as accurate as possible. But if you think about driving on the track using a controller in your hand, you, you take the three, Xbox 360 controller, and if you could hook that up with servos to your, you know, to your Raptor or anything like that, what you're going to end up with is a you're going to kill yourself in a heartbeat. You just so, gave me the idea of having an RC Raptor, by the way, which sounds like the most fun toy anyone could have. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds as, like as long as I'm not your co driver calling out the rally shots, I think <laughs> yeah. that's fun. Yeah. You, you have Raptor, so do I. Mine is remote control. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever so, uh, you know, we end up uh, adding a lot of layers that uh, change the way the car, um, you know, how you interact with the physics without tampering with the physics itself. So we kind of read your mind a little bit. And if you're, you know, if you're in a real car and you're just like, the way I turn left is to do full opposite lock left yeah. every time. Yeah. There's no yeah. in between. You know, that's just out of control. But that's how people drive with a controller. Yeah. And, uh you know, so we we put a lot of those layers in, and I think that's what makes a lot of these sim games a little bit harder is that they're not meeting you halfway with some filters that read your mind a little bit. Well, and, and so thing- what we did in four is we then allowed you to turn those off if you wanted. And I think the thing that we we've, we've discussed here a lot with these games is the fact that you can get really really raw with the physics engine, but the problem is is that unlike driving, we don't get an actual feel for movement and grip. Um, yeah, and that can't be understated. There's yeah. a, you know, we found when we we're tuning cameras, you know, some people drive in third person view, some people drive in cockpit view and the like. Uh, we found that if you actually move the camera left and right, people see that as movement in the car when the car's not actually moving. And similarly, uh, we don't have the butt G's to kind of, you know, give into your body so you can feel the movement. So it's not just that you're not feeling the fear of the G's and, and the danger. You're actually not getting all of the visual and, and uh, you know, feeling inputs into the car. It's, it's very hard to stay connected. It's, it's like it, there's got to be so many things to think about that people who... You know, when it's like when people watch our videos, you know what I mean? They bitch about one little thing, but they have no idea what actually goes into it. I imagine video games are like that, but to a hundred times more difficult, you know what I mean? Because, like, every little thing can be interpreted in such a different way by the user. Like, is there any way to, to, uh, to make the game know whether you're playing with a wheel or a controller? I think it does. Yes, yeah, so we do detect. Yeah, we detect whether you're playing with a wheel or a controller. And, um, you know, we actually detect what views people are in. We, we do a lot of detection there. We don't operate on most of the stuff that we log. You know, we log a lot of information about, you know, do more people drive this car or that car, what view, what tracks, all that. 
But with the controller versus wheel, we, we uh, look at that and we change the filter inputs that, uh, that are running on top of it. So when you're running with a wheel, especially a 900-degree wheel, we have almost no filters running on top of that system. So that, that's about as, quote, real as it would, would get is running with one of those proper wheels. Pretty much, yeah. Now, of course, we're always doing research and always looking at ways of improving, you know, our, our game and and the like. So, you know, that is that's something that I'm just passionate about as a person. I love physics. I love tires. So we're always looking for new ways to improve it. And I think that's really what it comes down to: is simulation. Is you want to find products, teams, uh, people that are always trying to improve it, make it better. Now, when you're when you're modeling cars for the game, do you just get do you have like a, a standardized form that you send to a manufacturer and they fill in the blanks and send it back? Or do you or actually get to go out to the track and, and drive these cars so that when you do get those specs back, you kind of can be like, oh, well, it kind of feels like this and it sort of does this and, and stuff that numbers can't tell you, but actual real time will tell you? You guys might have to to get a whip to beat me back on this one. This is one of my favorite subjects, so I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, obviously, I love physics. I love cars. Uh, the guys on my team who have the absolute best job in the world are the reference collectors. The, we call them our subject matter experts because we don't trust subject anything we get from the manufacturers. So when they send us specs like this car is this much horsepower, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really not something we believe. So we send guys on location <laughs> to cars with video, and they take photographs. We uh, we also laser scan cars, so you know we'll take them that to different uh, places. We go around the world, so Japan, Asia, you know, all over Europe, North America, and what we're they're doing is to do that. <laughs> what's that? We're available if you if you need backup, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys probably have access to you know half the cars that we're actually looking at. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, I got the book. I'll get you some cars. You just get us some money, and we'll go laser scan the shit out of whatever you want. Some crazy <laughs> tuner cars too, man. <laughs> I just I can just picture you putting a little uh, laser pointer, you know. And just, yeah, I'm laser scanning. I'm laser scanning. We'll drive, drive it to the door of a Rouse and be like, "Give me that scanner." Oh, wait, so so do they go? They put the cars on the dyno, and they do they actually get to uh, to take them to the track and and uh, drive them? Well, that's what's interesting. Rarely do we actually take them to the track, and there's a specific reason. So we we go get these uh, owners, obviously, of a lot of these cars, and we you know we've we've put uh, we've had a 250 LM, the 250 Testarossa. We've done some really classic classic cars. We contact the owners. We take all these photographs, all this video. We turn the car on. Most of the cars we put on the dyno, and then there's a lot of cars we've never built in the game that we put on the dyno. And from that, we're getting very accurate understandings of how much loss there is in the drivetrain yeah. and how much power different engines are putting out, but also the audio. We can put mics at the intake, at the manifold. We can put it at the exhaust, on the engine, in the cabin, so we can build incredibly accurate models of what different engines sound like, even if we're not building that car, but we're building a car that shares different characteristics of the, uh, you know, how the actual engine's put together, the way it's piped. So you're building uh, basically was, the world's best data source of of dyno runs and drivetrain loss and sound clips. So it's like a was, dyno shop, but with organization and a SQL backend. Absolutely, and that was not our intention. That's what happened over the last ten years. And the other thing that we've done is uh, when we're looking at researching a car, 
really the the way that car performs on the track is the result of all of its pieces. You know, there is no magic in the Ferrari badge besides, you know, what you pay for it. Damn There's no straight. magic in how it makes a car perform. <laughs> what it comes down to is the, you know, the multi-link suspension in the back, the E-diff, how that works, how the torque vectoring is going in, the suspension architecture, the, the flex in the body. There are all these different physical characteristics. So we've got a thing we call the simulation before the simulation. We also call it automagic. And that's where we put in hundreds and hundreds of data points about a car, and it crunches these numbers and spits out 9,000 data points on the car. And it does this by relating it to different cars. So we've fully taken apart this suspension architecture on this race car or this architecture on that car, and we're able to say, well, you know, the Ferrari 458 architecture is more like that car, or it's something entirely new, and we have to strip it down and research it. So it's not just we have all the data on the dyno runs. We've got a lot of data that's almost like a point cloud of different types of technologies of cars. And so when a new car comes out, even if we don't get our hands on it, we can actually say, okay, it's got a, it's got a five link. Cool. It's got the top control arm is this long. The rear control arm is that long. It's got an e-diff. The drivetrain's this long. We'll call up the manufacturers of the uh, differentials, find out the gear ratios on them. We put all that in, and what comes out is a car that – like with the uh, Viper, for example, we just put the new Viper in before anyone had ever driven it. You know, we we're able to simulate the car before it's actually hit the track. So do you then find that – I mean, the, the real question is, first of all, that sounds fucking crazy. And I, I have a feeling that if you were to design and build your own car, you could probably build a better car than anything these manufacturers make because you probably have access to more data than they do. But Use you, file nine. <laughs> but yeah, but the question is, were you right? Uh, sometimes and sometimes not, uh, in the beginning in particular. So we had a small data cloud in the beginning because we hadn't researched that many cars. So we're talking back in like the 2000s, uh, probably four, 2005 range. And we were starting to put cars in, and sometimes we were vindicated. Cause, so, for example, we put in the Enzo, and the Enzo was all new. Nobody had driven it yet. And it was having this trouble where it was really understeering more than we expected of that level of car on the way into corners. And it was actually having a bit of snap oversteer. It was kind of hard to actually get it under control again. And we just thought, that is so un-Ferrari. There's no way this is right. And then an article came out with a test drive from one of the magazines that kind of vindicated what we found there. I think I remember that. Except now we have to wonder who drove that car. Was it Eddie Griffin? Are we going for that joke? Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? Except, but. yeah, you, now we do have to wonder who drove that car because Zach and I were just at the Motor Press Guild track day and heard a lot of bullshit coming out of journalists' mouths that had nothing to... They said the new M5 was understeering like a pig, and I bet your model does not say it understeers like a pig. If, if you're developing that car in Forza, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I have a question, I guess, because when we, we were playing Gran Turismo... And uh, we are doing, like, the Exige Challenge. Remember that? Yeah. And it was, like, impossible to get around a corner without yeah. traction control. And even with mild throttle, it oversteered like crazy. And we were just kept looping it. We're like, what? There's no way a regular Exige would do this. And maybe it's – I mean, this is just speculation, but maybe that game just plugged maybe in a bunch a of data model and failed. modeled it, and they modeled it wrong. That's possible. 
Well, you know, there's another aspect that really makes a game feel a certain way versus another, and it's another technical thing, but it's the moment of inertia of a car. Mm-hmm. If you think about a car, it's it's got, you know, the greenhouse and glass, and what's the weight of the glass and the wheats, the, the seats, and the length of the driveline, the weight of the driveline, and all of those little boxes, you could think of them, you know, little geom- geometrical pieces all have different weights, and depending on how far away from the center of the mass that they are, it's that whole um, figure skater spinning and they put their arms out and they slow down and they yeah. put their arms in and they speed up. You know, that there's no way to find that shit out, right? I mean, <laughs> unless is it even if you like if you completely disassemble a car or not really? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just impractical to do for more than one car, basically, and that's yeah. yours, and good luck putting it back together again. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, so of course, a level of spec that, that the manufacturers probably don't want to give you either, right? What was that? I said that's probably a level of spec that the manufacturers really don't want to dole out either. Yeah, they don't want to dole it out, and I don't think they even know it because they're not, they don't need to think at that level. They, they don't need to worry about that, really. Um, so they'll try and do general things like where they move the battery, you know, BMW moving the battery to the back and the like to change the characteristics, but they're not trying to really manage it, you know, to a micro level. Well, you know, some games, if you don't get that right, a car is going to oversteer or sorry, it's going to understeer a lot more because your front tires can't rotate that big moment of inertia, uh, as readily as they should. And that can give a game a real feeling like, oh, wow, everything really understeers and that's real. It's like, well, it could be real, but it might not be real. Uh, so, you know, having a, something like an Elise not only be lightweight, but also the moment of inertia on an Elise is incredibly small. Yeah. So that car should just dart left, right, bang, 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 bang. And an M5, you know, the moment of inertia is fucking huge. Yeah. Well, and the car is fucking huge, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> the car is ma- massive, <laughs> but it's fast as shit. Um, let's talk about Horizon for a minute. I mean, uh, Forza has been uh, on the track for four generations, and now we are on the streets. Am I right? Absolutely, and this this is hugely exciting to me because for me, this this franchise has been all about car passion. It's been all about gamer passion, and I love open world games. You know, I am I am one of those guys that puts. I'm a horrible father, so I just put way too much time. <laughs> Some of these games. Admitting yeah. that is the first step. Yeah, <laughs> paying I'll child support is the that. second. <laughs> uh, so you know, with the the thought of having an open world version of Forza is really exciting. But more importantly, you know, towards that vision of gamers to car lovers and car lovers into gamers, man, the Horizon is all about that road trip. You know, and if you think about people building relationships with cars, guys that like to track their car, of course, they build a relationship by putting hot laps down. But you think about that summer road trip, you know, you and a bunch of friends go, on, go out on the road in a car, and you get to know that car like it's your, you know, it's your, your other friend. It's almost like a girlfriend. You know how it's – yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, I feel – I feel I feel because I'll tell you something. I hear all the time from people – the old phrase, the, the take it to the track. Every, everyone who's into cars knows the phrase take it to the track. But we're in Southern California – I can think of 10 roads right now that are better than any racetrack. 
because they have elevation, because the scenery changes, because you can go into completely different climates in a matter of a half hour or 45 minutes. They're free. They're free. Well, what would you rather do? (laughs) Drive to Bakersfield and go to fucking Buttonwillow and look at the rocks and the sand, or would you rather go drive the coast? I mean, I I, I really like the track for the purposes of testing a car to find out where the limits are without having to worry about oncoming traffic or going off a cliff, but... Given my choice, I'm going to go up to Malibu and drive the canyons because the scenery changes. Yeah, it's like it's snowing at Angeles Crest right now. You yeah. can have snow, beach, desert, and like <laughs> one road. Yeah. It's nuts. Absolutely. And and that was one reason we, we even chose Colorado. So we thought, you know, having – if you think about blending people's passion for music and a summer music festival and a road trip with the car, that was going to get right to the vision. And we, on top man. Of it, we were looking at different locations. <laughs> you know, we were looking at like – places all over the world and the reason we settled on colorado is man it's got some amazing driving roads and the climactic diversity between the snowy mountains and the crags the aspen groves the you know the rivers the plains the farms i mean it's just a, a ton of diversity so this game's got hundreds of miles of roads tons of, of diversity and the roads are epic you know great to drive oh yeah did, did someone get to go drive every square mile of uh, of colorado with uh, a few cameras mounted on the car Damn close, actually. They sent a crew for three weeks. Uh, so Playground Games, the guys in the U.K., they sent this group out there. They were capturing real buildings. Some buildings were recreated just because, frankly, it's easier to recreate something real than create something original. But they took reference on all sorts of roads all over the state, and they were you know, trying to combine those. into. It's like a mixtape, right, of like the best roads in Colorado yeah. all distilled down to this one place. When you're rendering buildings and stuff that are actual real buildings, is there any kind of like – copyright laws or anything or can you take a picture of a building and then just make that building and it's cool uh yes ish uh, <laughs> well like falls under the the whole public fact thing and you can't copyright anything that's a fact so it's, I don't know. Is yeah. It? yeah i mean it depends on whether it's you know there's kind of ownership laws and the like you know so we'd we'd find a diner you know like a roadside diner and it's just but you're like, why would we create a diner when we've got one right here? Let's recreate this instead. You could go when to New Jersey to and create every diner ever. You do get into uh, you know, laws that govern such things. Um, did you at least provide the camera crew something fun to drive in Colorado, or are they stuck in Enterprise minivans? They were stuck in minivans. Oh, they had to deal with that. that job sounded so <laughs> cool I- for five minutes. <laughs> I got to say that I, I went to college in Colorado and that I honestly can say that did not affect our choosing of it. I was totally dubious because I lived there. I was like, oh, why are we doing that? There's got to be so much better places to go. But I lived right at the base of Pikes Peak. And, uh, you know, I took a lot of rental cars up Pikes Peak. And I'll tell you, you can have a lot of fun <laughs> in a crappy little car going up that road. Dude, we all Slow know we are going to have the smoking tire wheel to wheel rental car race out. And you will you'll have to come and bring a fast rental car. Because it's going to be epic. See, I, I really like this idea of the open world thing because uh, the first time I played a Forza game was in 08. This was a Forza 2. But um, video games for me is basically you can do stuff in video games you can't do in real life. And you know, I can't afford to build 19 different cars in real life. And But so you, you know, use Forza. And it wasn't as real. And I, I fell in GT5 or GT4 to be a little bit too like clinical and kind of straight laced and uh i felt like i was doing math problems so i think the combination of you know if the physics is similar to that but combined with an open world game seems really fun because it's it's 
more fun to like like Matt said to drive around and go through neighborhoods and then see mountain and then you know come down over a lake than to go around and around the same track all the time and then if you combine you know streets and grids and like an open world atmosphere with driving like a psychopath i mean i won't come out of my house for a long time yeah i mean and the thing is is i've been i've been playing a lot of that game for the last couple days and um it harkens back to um kind of some of the earlier need for speed stuff that i was playing when i was in high school and college in that there's more of an open world exper- experience where you can go in and you can feel like a hero. And I think you guys are like really the only series that are doing that anymore with this new Horizon game. It's You can go in, you can screw around for 10 minutes or you can screw around for two hours, either compete in a bunch of races or just drive around and still have a lot of fun. And every time you play you feel like a really f- fucking badass in the game. Yeah, because you just drift around. Yeah, you just yeah, you, you can just pull Dan, everything off. Dan, did you include uh, Pike's Peak in the game? No, we did take inspiration, obviously, from that area. But at the same time, we were trying to have roads that did that had outlets so you don't oh, kind of yeah. go all the way up somewhere and get kind of stuck. Yeah. So the world was designed to be a little bit more flowing. You couldn't just put like, a cul-de-sac up there? All the way out. <laughs> just put a little U-turn sign at the top. You're good. Yeah, no, a little no outlet. <laughs> um, so, so what's the thing, like, thing what? I love though is the when you throw the music on top of it. You know, having that summer music vibe, and you know, there's over uh, 60 tracks in the game. There's three different radio stations, and throwing that music on top, uh, you know, really kind of adds to that connection that people have with cars. Because at the end of the day, the car is the star in this game. We want people to build relationships with cars. We want to create the next generation that's going to replace us. You know, kids are not getting licenses the way I sure wanted to when I was 18, 16. Um, You know, our hope is that we're able to make games and experiences that get kids into cars in new ways, but also experiences that allow us that are maybe not kids anymore to to have a good time in cars and, and still connect with games. Uh, I have a question about the audio part of it to go back to that because um, we've talked about this a lot playing Gran Turismo where every car pretty much sounds the same and it's all kind of like a higher pitched, you know, maybe almost like V6 sound. doesn't matter what the car is, like big block engine or Ferrari or whatever. They all have a very similar sound and it takes a lot out of driving the different cars when they all sound very much the same. So what do you do? You know, do you go and record all the cars and and then put that You're into missing, a track? He just told us he went and recorded all the cars. No, no, I'm saying, but is there? A, do you know why that process, like why that would happen in a video game, or is there something that happens when you record the sound and then you digitize it for a video game? Like, can you not get every nuance of an engine note or an exhaust note and then and then plug it in? Like, how do you decide how to make a car sound? You know, you've got to make a lot of decisions when you're making any game about optimizing it. If you think about, like, you're you're packing a moving van, and there's only so much space the thing can hold, but if you pack it well, if you if you really know what you're doing and you, you unpack it on the sidewalk, repack it, you're going to find more space every time because you're going to be better with your geometry. It's the same thing when you're optimizing the code in a video game. So if you want to run with a great frame rate, uh, solid frame rate, you want to have beautiful graphics, lots of effects, but that also includes audio and great physics, great AI, you have to be really smart with how you actually build your code. Now, you know, another thing you can do is just sacrifice. You could say that the physics aren't as important, or you could say the AI is not as important, or the, the audio is not as important, and you spend less of your CPU cycle on it. 
I don't know, you know, video, different games, different companies have different cultures. They've got different things that vision wise are important to them and to the experience. To us, you know, I can't, man, I gotta say, one of the things that sold me on the M3 was the sound of it. But one of the things that unsold me on the M3 was the sound of it. <laughs> the only reason I ended up buying it was because I knew there was that Acropovic exhaust. Oh, you got That's a good it. choice. The Acropovic exhaust is very, very cool. It's sick. So I, once I put that on the car, the car just like came to life, and I could just say, "Yeah, this is a V8. This is what a V8 should sound like." With that so exhaust, that it's sound got that critical. It's got that really cammy kind of. Uh, it's like it's not quite muscle car-y, but it's got a real like cammy, lopy sound to it. It's cool. Yeah. Did you get the uh, carbon tips on yours, or do you have the titanium ones? I did the carbon tips, especially because uh, I basically got all those GTS parts that black out the car, yeah. and the car was already a Jarrah's black, that kind of black-blue. Oh, yeah. So you know, I just kind of wanted to have a, a bit of a low-key black car. Cool. Uh, well, we have so, – so within Horizons, okay, you've got this open-world thing, and then are the are, – are, are the, is it still like you know sort of a, a, a challenge series where you have to go through and earn money and buy cars to get the new races, and, and you're basically racing people on the street? Yeah, so you basically come into the game, and you're kind of an unknown driver. And we're not looking for you to invest too much time in your character, because, again, we want you to build relationships with cars. So you start off, you're going to a music festival. Think Coachella meets Gumball, or, you know, it's sort of like, you know. So are you, uh, are you saying run. Race Wars, Dan? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Race Wars? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Race Wars. Race yeah, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you, uh, you, you do a bunch of races that are sanctioned by this festival. So as you, you know, win these races, you win money. You also win more credibility. You get wristbands that allow you to go into other races. And also, as you're driving, the more stylishly you drive, the more popularity you gain in the contest, you know, in the overall event. So there's diff- different ways that you can level up. As you get more popular, you get more kind of shocking showcase races. So, like, you know, racing a Lamborghini versus a biplane or racing a uh, Audi Quattro versus, uh, I think, some hot air balloons. There's some kind of random races in there, but they're That's really fun. fun. You could be, be a top gear. On the note. Are, they all, are all the cars in the game uh, streetcar based or there's like, are there prototype race cars and stuff as well? It's pretty much all streetcar based, but the the world has an open, you know, off road area. So there are cars like the SVT Raptor. You do have cars like the STI and the Evo that are better suited for off road. But we were thinking this as you know, it's that summer music festival. So there's more spiders. There's more cars that you would bring to that kind of festival, and it's not really the type of place where you're going to have a DTP or an LMP or something like that. Are you saying that you wouldn't drive a Porsche RS Spider to Coachella, Dan? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Then you're not a car guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Someone will say that. One of our commenters will probably say. Yeah, that. of course. So is the game? Is the game then? I mean, because Forza Motorsport, there's so many cars, and you can download cars, and there's you know there's so much stuff. You know, uh, is this then um, in terms of uh, the cars? Is this a smaller game? Well, it's not the same number because it's not the same focus of having such a broad list all the way from, you know, absolute cars that that, uh, rarely see track time all the way to cars that are made for the track. Motorsport really is about that breadth. And Horizon is more about that, that blend, that combination of music and car culture. So that did limit the list a bit. Yeah. But one of the things that we found was so successful for Forza, you know, we've got this evergreen community, people that just keep coming, they keep playing, they keep having a good time. 
a lot of that is because of the downloadable content. We did 10 cars a month in Forza Motorsport 4 for, you know, what, eight months? Yeah. Ten months now, I, I guess we are. And Horizon's the same deal. We're going to be doing monthly content, monthly cars, and that allows us to keep the game fresh. And a lot of that's because we respect cars. You know, the cars, we don't treat them like a weapon. We want you to love on the car. You paint it, you upgrade it, you tune it, you go beat on other cars with it. Go get in street races, you know, and, and uh, you know, win cars off other people. You know, have a great time in the game. But keeping it fresh with the new hot car every month, um, you know, it's really critical. Could so, there potentially be, sorry, that a smoking tire car pack for Horizon? down the road there absolutely could be a smoking tire car pack well i think a smoking tire car pack would be pretty fucking cool dan <laughs> i'm thinking maybe there's a camo volkswagen in there i think i think the smoking tire car pack would have to include some sort of engine swap delorean because we can't get over those fucking things venom, venom gt right frank's lotus Ooh. his psycho death mobile lotus his new one uh the ford focus st Zach's beat to shit Miata. Zach's, Zach's 94 Miata. <laughs> don't put that in there. It's not going to win and my, and my C5 Corvette, I think, would make a, uh, a good... Maybe my Gonzo I will happily, Dan, done. I will happily contribute my Corvette to your laser scanners for whatever period of time you like. I'll trade so you really a Miata for a laser scanner. I can disassemble, disassemble to all of its pieces to get that moment of inertia. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> every hey. and bolt, you know, I need to take everything apart. If you yeah. want to come down in about three weeks, my car will already be disassembled if you want to weigh everything out for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we posted on Facebook because I, uh, I think, what do you have, about 15 minutes left, Dan? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. we posted on Facebook that you would be joining us this evening, and we got... Quite a lot of uh, responses. Of course, our Facebook page uh, slash the Smoking Tire, and pe- some people had multiple questions. So if I don't get to everyone's question, it's because someone else asked something very similar. Um, let's the the one thing I really wanted that uh, Josh Cade now mentioned, and he wrote a very long uh, paragraph, which I'm going to uh, summarize. Is the physics engine different in Horizon than it is in Motorsport? The base physics engine between Motorsport 4 and Horizon is exactly the same. It's got the same Pirelli tires. Uh, there have been differences that are baked into the controller to make the car handle better. Again, we got to kind of read your mind and add filters uh, so that when you're driving at speed, the speeds on the highway and uh, also things that we're doing with off-road and the different surface types meant that we added more filters into that controller to hopefully read your mind, allow you to hoon it up more, you know, drift around more, be more stylish, and also be able to weave through cars at a much tighter radius. But that wasn't about giving it more friction. That was actually about reading your mind a little bit more and changing the inflection into the actual uh, steering. Now, the only other difference regarding the tuning is the suspension of the cars were tuned slightly differently to, again, lend themselves to a lot more action in the car and also give you more ability to rotate the car around, even when you're driving at high speeds. The base physics engine, though, is exactly the same, ported over. Oh, okay. Sounds like they're all drift cars. But, but yeah, it sounds like you want them all to be drift cars, exactly. That's and why that's the, but the point is to drift more, right? Yeah, it was to drift more and also be able to recover a little bit more easily. So okay. the controller allows us to help you recover, and the suspension settings and some of those changes there allow you to actually initiate a drift more rapidly, uh, as well as you know, kind of find that steady state drift. And so, you do. You feel like a hero all the time. Okay, right? yeah. But That's- so for the for the diehard Forza Motorsport 4 
every zillionth of a second counts, you know, driving prototype cars, Horizon will feel slightly different, but it's not the physics engine that's different. It's actually the setup of the cars. Exactly. It's the setup of the controller. It's the setup of the of the car suspension. Cool. Um, someone who has had a question, um, Isaac Ireland wants to know, and, th- and this is actually not an issue that I am very familiar with, but you probably know. Uh, the question is, will Turn 10 ever push for licensing a true force feedback API to use better steering wheels? Because he says that is the biggest thing missing from Forza right now. Believe me, believe me, believe me. I have... <laughs> I have hiked this hill many, many <laughs> times. Uh, I feel like Sisyphus. I uh, I feel them. I feel everyone's pain on this. Uh, this is something we talk about. There's certain things that we have control over and certain things we don't. So what we try to do is partner with uh, with great wheels to make sure there are great wheels available, but that doesn't allow us to you know bring all the wheels that we would love to to the console. So we always have limitations and stuff we do. So what are your guys' major limitations right now, like with wheels and feedback and things like that? Or is there like, is it like the platform of Xbox? Or yeah, is it the, the the game platforms? Or like what are you waiting for to break through that you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, I've been wait, waiting to do this or whatever? Well, when it comes to the wheel side, you know, a lot of that came down to security. That uh, the Xbox, the goal is to have a secure system. And so finding the, getting the APIs written in the correct fashion to interface with the box means that it's not something that the Xbox writes, it's actually something that the wheel manufacturers write. So coming to common terms, it's just not our team that does that. You know, we don't write the uh, Xbox stuff, and we obviously don't write the wheels, uh, the wheels API. Uh, so this so that actually has to come from uh, from a meeting of the minds so at a different level. It sounds like this is more or less locking down the the APIs for the inputs with uh, with with DRM controls, so people can't go in and actually make a software hack for uh, for effectively modding the Xbox. Right, exactly. That's the risk, as far as I understand. But again, we're we're actually outside of my pay grade in a sense. I understood about a third of what Chris said. I'm on the uh, I'm on the you know the game side and less on the actual platform side. Okay. Um, So uh, let's talk for a second about uh, in Horizon uh, modifying your cars. Will you be able to modify your cars, and if so, uh, to what extent? So obviously a lot of the things that people are familiar with from Forza 4, so you've got you know plenty of engine upgrades. Basically a lot of the, well, all of the same systems that you can upgrade are, are in there. Uh, you can do engine swaps. Uh, we've got a lot of body kits for the cars. There's wheel swaps, so you can change the cosmetics. There's a ton of different stuff you can do with the actual uh, liveries, obviously. The livery system is something that, and painting the cars, trading those paint jobs, that's been really good for us. Tuning is slightly different, so being able to tune your suspension, specifically spring rates and gear ratios and things like that, that is not something that was carried over, and that's specifically because it's not a track-based simulator game. So with a track, you're really trying to optimize that spring rate and the likes to get you know a tenth of a second off your hot lap time in the Nurburgring. And you're optimizing the suspension for specific tracking conditions. But here, our hope is you're just driving around the open world getting lost, that you find a, a race, and, man, all of a sudden you find yourself in the crags, and then you're over in the Red Rocks, and next thing you know you're in the farmland, or you're jumping through sand traps on a golf course. And so we needed the suspensions and the setups to be a little bit more even-handed so that they would work in all sorts of conditions. Hmm. Yeah, makes okay. sense. Because, I mean, I remember playing with Forza 2, for a long time, 
Um, and I, you know, I built like an STI and a Sylvia and all the stuff, and you could play with the, you know, change the sway bar stiffnesses, and you know, just the way the suspension all reacted, and and it was cool because it really changed how the car reacted. But if I had to set it up for like Sebring, which is like driving over bricks, and then took it somewhere else, you know, it would it would change, it would just change the way the car reacted. So uh, that makes perfect sense. That you know, I think people are like. Oh, I, I want to see the tuning. I want to be able to change everything. But if if you tune it for whatever street you're on, and then you go somewhere else, uh, the car might just just won't work. Uh, and the upgrade system is really powerful too. I mean, the whole goal is that we want every car to be a hero. And a lot of games, the cars are kind of disposable. The car is maybe a weapon, or the truth is the car is very limited. So if you've got like a Ford Focus and you get access to a Ford Mustang, you throw that Focus away. And then when you get access to the Ford GT, you throw the Ford Mustang away. And I'll be honest, right. I do that in Gran Turismo. I sell all my old cars to buy the new cars. Because you have to. Otherwise, you're going to sit there for hours and hours and hours trying to win money to get the next car. But to Dan's point, I'm actually still going back occasionally to the Corrado that they give you as the very first car in the game because it's still fun to drive. Okay. Well, the upgrade system allows a car like that Corrado to actually upgrade to the point where it can beat on a Ford Mustang, even an upgraded Ford Mustang. And so having the classification system and an upgrade system that allows you to hit that same classification either with power or you can do it with more, you know, platform stuff or more handling, more tires, it allows you to make a car that is more optimized for windy or off-road or what have you. So there's still a lot of creativity and a lot of managing in there for those that are interested in the upgrades area itself. So what's the cheater car in the game that can, like, can beat everybody with upgrades and stuff like that, like the sleeper that you wouldn't expect that can be optimized to, to hustle with the big dogs? You know, what we've usually found in, in most of the forces is that, like in real world, uh, weight is your enemy. And the more you can do to reduce weight, the better you can be. So a lot of times, in, even in Forza Motorsport, when you get these classic cars that are really small, small mode of inertia, they're very lightweight, and you can weight reduce them even further, it's really those cars that become the incredible killers. You know, you get a, a 510, something like that. Those are cars that... Uh, Having uh, you know incredible legs in the game. All right, uh, Sam Jacobson on Facebook wants to know: uh, Will will the super diehard Forza Motorsport people like Horizon? Uh, he says it looks like it's for a little more for a broader audience, and he's all about looking for milliseconds on real tracks. Will this kind of person be satisfied with Horizon, or should they stick with Forza Motorsport Four? Well, you know, first off, any diehard fans of the franchise, thank you very much. We've, we've, you know, obviously we're a fan-driven franchise, and so I, I really like the fact that we've, we've got people that hold us accountable and, and love our game. You know, I don't know if really your only motivation for driving cars, like if your only like true passion around cars is hot lapping and that path of mastery and precision, you know, it's really that isn't what Horizon's about. But if your car passion extends beyond that into, again, the road trip, having a good time, showing off, drifting around, driving off-road, absolutely, Horizon's fantastic because it's got more depth. You know, most games, people think about arcade versus sim, and they're like, arcade, it's hard. 
or arcade is easy and sim is hard. And I don't think that's accurate. I think that you can make a game that has simulation physics, but you can make it easy to play. And I think Forza Motorsport is a game that is easy to play until you turn off simulation, you know, turn on simulation steering, turn off all the assists, and then the thing gets goddamn hard to play. Yeah, I agree and with that. Horizon's yeah. like that, you know, like Horizon, you turn off all those assists and you're driving on the open road in a 599 and you will spin. So Dan, given that you have you have Horizon now, which is following kind of a more just general fun driving game with the open world, and that you've got your fours of fours, do you are you guys now running parallel dev teams where you have one working on possibly another iteration of the Horizon franchise while another one works on the next iteration of the main motorsport franchise? Well, I can't confirm things we're working on next. I can say that I I am in a in an office right now that is incredibly busy. So you may uh, or may not have dev game. kits for another iteration on a possible newer piece of hardware. God knows what we're working on. And you guys, Dan, we have parallel dev teams. Yeah. So we do have. We basically have this team. Uh, we're working with Playground Games. They're in the UK, and they were founded out of some principal guys that left Codemasters Racing uh, okay. about three years ago. So they had a ton of experience. You know, one guy had been there for nearly 20 years making Call in the Cray, Dirt, Grid, all those. And they built a studio. And the nice thing about having them in the U.K. and having us here in Seattle is they can pull talent from all over Europe and be a world-class racing studio. And meanwhile, we're here in North America. We can pull talent from all over, you know, North America and Asia and having both teams fully burdened, you know, working on one franchise, one vision, but expressing that vision in different ways. And our hope is that it's just a win-win for the customers, that players say, hey, you know, I love cars, I love games, and this franchise is giving me everything I need. But And the interesting thing that you bring that up is, is that you've got, you guys, of course, own Rare as well, which is in the U.K., and they have, they've done racing games of a very different ilk. But that's a talent pool that you can lean on. And then, of course, uh, Psygnosis just shut down, too. Um, and those guys were uh, re- you know, those guys were famous for the Wipeout series. So there are a lot of good engineers that you guys have on hand just in the U.K. around that uh, team that you're teaming with uh, right now. Absolutely. I mean, the, there's kind of been, in many ways, I think of, uh, of Playground as a bit of a phoenix rising from the ashes of, uh, you know, BlackRock, Bizarre Creations. Yeah, and the, the guys in Liverpool are all the for, former Psygnosis guys. Mm-hmm. A wipeout, with, that was all former Psygnosis. And then obviously they were able to draw people from Cody's and the like. There's a great tradition of racing game development in the U.K. And then also even in, in France and places like that. You know, Eden shut down. There have been some racing studios that shut down. And, you know, to you know what i'm glad about is that that talent didn't leave the industry that talent was able to land in other places including playground games for oh. this challenge we want you to pick up the cheese and then you bang the beautiful girl on the car and then you have to get to the finish line no yes uh, i don't think we're gonna put that in there um we are we are running low on time with uh, dan but i do have another question uh it's a an, an art question actually from cameron Lowe on facebook um, are there plans to implement uh, more body sculpting, body modifications for future Forza games? And will players ever be able to wrap a decal from one section of a car onto another section? Or are there ways to create car graphics on a PC or Mac and then download their designs from their computer to the Xbox? These kids take it way serious. They do. They're wow. crazy. Those those are all fantastic questions. Uh, what I can say is we have generally gone with body kits that were licensed, either from the OEM or from aftermarket tuners. 
because it actually is something that you know hopefully more people can actually associate with. But at the same time, that is limiting because in a free sculpting environment, you could create anything you wanted. The risk of a free sculpting environment is you get the Homer car. You get, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense, very unrelatable cars that are very silly, and when you go online, you see some number of people that kind of take you out of the experience of driving because it no longer looks like a BMW. It no longer looks like a Ferrari. Fair so enough, it's a really yeah. delicate line to give people freedom that know that are going to use it and embrace it and love cars, and yet still keeping everybody in the world of you know an authentic motorsport or authentic uh, open-world experience. Well, then there's also the... Painting is just, uh, we've got a tool that we've developed that is optimized to allow people to race online. We can transfer liveries quickly so that the liveries hopefully show up as fast as they can over your network connection, even when you're racing in multiplayer. It allows us to make them transferable when they go to uh, the auction house and gifting and the like uh, storefront and actually get transferred. So that whole livery system has been you know, packed along that moving van analogy to be able to work uh, in the type of experience we've made. There are a lot of different ways the livery editor could be built, you know, uh, JPEG and import, all sorts of different things, and they all have different ramifications. Some would be uh, better for this experience, and some would be worse for others. So that's the way we've designed it. <laughs> so basically uh, what you're saying is the guy who wants crazy graphics and body kits on his car, it, he's just being greedy. He needs to share that bandwidth with the people he's racing against. <laughs> he needs to go outside. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that's exactly right though, because it's a logistical issue. Because if everybody has a different, everybody has a different model for their car and a different set of textures, that means every time you race somebody that you haven't raced yeah, against it's before, load the whole you've got to download all of that yeah, over. This again. is what people who don't know about actually designing video games ask people who do know about designing video games and get their asses handed to them. <laughs> that's what, that's oh, what it actually is a really good question, and I, I just want to make clear also, it's not that there's one right answer. You know, honestly, there's any number of ways to optimize these things and any number of ways to make the decision. We tend to be a very vision-driven studio, so we're really trying to create these experiences that turn gamers into car lovers and the like, and so that's why we've made the decisions we made. I don't expect everyone to agree with us, and I'm not going to sit here and say there's only one right answer and I got it. This is just the this is the horse we've cho- chosen to ride, and hopefully we're, you know, getting our players really excited and that they stay engaged and love our uh, love our games well if it makes you feel any better i will take fast load times over crazy graphics any fucking day bro <laughs> well that and the other thing is is that you know this is the answer right now but five or six years from now this could be completely feasible in a fairly easy manner we need five absolutely hours. and that's actually why it's a great question because the truth is every time we make a product you need to rethink all of your assumptions now, there's some things that are easier to do because you've done them before, and there's always ways you want to rethink it. And when the conditions change, uh, people's bandwidth across the country changes as, you know, whatever, Viacom invests in infrastructure. I don't know. There's all sorts of things that change. The rise of HDTVs. Uh, you have to rethink a lot of your assumptions in the game. And, and so the questions that fans ask are absolutely valid, and they should be holding me accountable. Well, before we let you go, Dan... What do we have to do to make a smoking tire car pack for Forza Horizon? Because I no, I'm I'm fucking serious right now, bro. I think that would be that would be our mark on history. What about maybe like a billboard somewhere hidden Easter, in town? Easter egg. What do we? What do we? How do we make this work, buddy? We provide you the cars. You provide us the cars. 
We we oh, hand you a suitcase much, full of cash. A much longer conversation. Than <laughs> yeah. That, <Matt. laughs> All right. Well, Here, Dan, we'll just stand on this spot, real quick. We will continue the conversation. Hopefully, when you don't have to do other media and when you're not on the spot. But when uh, the Forza Horizon demo is out now, where where how do we people get it, Dan? All right, you can get the demo on uh, Xbox.com. You can queue up the download from your PC, or you can just go into the dashboard and get it from Xbox Live. And the game will be released on October 23rd. I, I'm psyched to play the real thing. I actually, because we only have a PlayStation here, and I have to go all the way to Chris's house to play Xbox. I haven't even played Horizon yet, but I'm going to come over and play Horizon. You should ride your bike down there. I should ride my bike down there. Then I can be healthy and play video games. Any day of the week. Dan, are you on Twitter? How do we uh, do people? Can people follow you or follow Forza on Twitter or social media at all? Plug some shit. Yeah, Turn 10, Turn 10 has a Twitter feed. Uh, I I am embarrassed to say I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> it's Turn 10 Studios. At my desk, so uh, I, it I'm is. sorry for that. But I do know, you know, for most things, we just say go to ForzaMotorsport.net because we, uh, we update with blog posts and we put a lot of uh, new information up there all the time. We're always announcing new cars are going to the game and DLC and the like. So uh, ForzaMotorsport.net is our main hub. That is awesome, Dan. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I uh, appreciate it. I I certainly learned a lot. I don't. Yeah. I just realized how little I know about video games. Oh my god! This is <laughs> I could I could go on hey, and on forever. You, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I I listen to it religiously. So Thanks, you know, I would love to be on any time. So oh, thank again, you. I was joking before. First time, uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. okay. Dude, I appreciate it. And tell uh, tell maybe in the full version we could sneak a little smoking tile sire entire billboard somewhere are you gonna be, be at fun. sema you know i don't know if i'm being I, i've been at sema the last several years in fact i think i ran to matt at a at a pretty wild hyundai party that was actually pretty fun uh, oh shit year. yeah uh, you did i for, i was wasted was i not <laughs> sir isn't it, isn't it I funny can, that's I almost can testify a, oh. you were in fact wasted it's, it's almost like an oxymoron when you hear that like wild hyundai party yeah but, when, but in, the industry parties are huge the it industry party is crazy the craziest party of course was ken block's party where uh where we were actually bowling with bottles of jack daniels for pins which was ridiculous all right yeah. <laughs> if i get I'll, I'll invite you to that one if i get invited again this year all right I'll dan Yep. Several years ago, I was at the dub party with uh, Miles. Oh, boy. Uh, was, I think it was the, the first dub party that he did, and he had, like, oh, my God, the acts he had up there. He had, like, Rakim and, you know, all these great rappers. And cool. I was like, what the hell is going on here? It was, uh, I felt like an incredible fish out of water. But that was <laughs> one of those parties that uh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to tell my wife about. <laughs> That's awesome. Last year's Stone Temple Pilots uh, private party was was crazy as well. That was a, that was a bomb. We're going we're going to be at SEMA. So if you, if any of the listeners are going to be at SEMA, check us out. We're going to be filming for G four for Attack of the Show. Buy us drinks. I'm sure Dan, you're going to do at least one interview for G four Attack of the Show, right? They love video games over there. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to have you back on the podcast in the future. Yeah. You can promote it when yeah. the full game comes out. You'll come back on the podcast, and we'll talk more. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for being here. We'll let you go. Thanks for making Forza. I'm a fan. <laughs> I cannot waste wait to waste hours of time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks All right. Very much. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Dan. Have a good night. Dan. Dan Greenwald from Turn 10. That is cool, man.
That's like cool. an, yeah. a, that's like a person, not just someone who's good at their job. That's like a person who's like on their media tour, and yeah. we're, we're a stop on the, on the media that's true. tour. We do. are officially part of a big video game release media tour. Good, good morning, America's night next. What, sure. the, what blew my mind was the data points he was talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he has data on fucking everything. Yeah. They could yeah. build the coolest fucking car. Like, oh, imagine the car. They that's can, like, why put it fucking, together. They have the Red Bull X One fucking crazy car that like is physically impossible to build or whatever. And it exists only in video games. It's like, is it Gran Turismo? It's Gran Turismo. It's not Forza. But it's a compilation of. It's data. like it's like what of what Red Bull's Formula One team would build if Formula One rules allowed it. And it's like this. Oh Jesus! The, the car that like ends all cars, and it's like, like no rules. Fifty million dollars in Gran Turismo. Yeah, yeah no rules. Yeah, yeah. eight it's wheels. Awesome. It goes and like three hundred miles an hour. It's like eight thousand wow. horsepower. The, back to Thad's point, though. That, I mean, they have more relational data on one model to another yeah. than probably anybody yeah, else yeah, in the yeah. world. Oh, no Between them and Polyphony that make Gran Turismo, yeah. I can't believe that the manufacturers aren't actually licensing their data now. They're like they're like the NS they're like the NSA of automobiles. Yeah, they have everything. Would you like to play a game, Michael? No. <laughs> was that for those from War Games? I think. Oh, that is yeah. right. Yeah, you mashed up. Uh, you mashed up Night Rider and Hal. War Games. Night Rider, War Games, and Hal. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking weird. That'd be a good movie. That would. I'm, I'm just gonna say, who would yeah. fight? There'd be a big battle for voiceover. It'll <laughs> be James Earl Jones. Oh, that's <laughs> or Morgan well, Freeman. Or Morgan Freeman. He's, He's in everything. God. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now that Dan is – so you've been playing Horizon. How is it? Is it cool? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. I mean, it's – like I was saying before, is it's kind of like the old Need for Speed games where you can just go yeah. in and fuck around for a long yeah, time, yeah. which I really like because it's fun as like Forza Motorsport 4 and like Gran Turismo are. It's not – you're working at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. not so much fun, whereas this, you can just sit back on the couch and just kind of fuck around and go. But you play with the controller, right? Yeah, I'm playing with... I'm playing this with the yeah. – I don't have a wheel for my Xbox. I'm just playing oh, with the yeah. Xbox controller. And the fun thing is you can sit back and you just go, wow, I just launched a WRX 300 feet through the air. It's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> All right. It's really fun. fun that way. But Are it, there it, cops? It reacts. No, no, there's no cops. Chases, but the street racing is fun. Like, you can just drive yeah. around and be like, I'm racing you. See, I thought that was really cool when Need for – I think it was a Need for Speed came out. And yeah. And they changed it to the open world. And you could just drive around and run into someone else online and then just decide to, like, go for a drive. And that's yeah. – that's a really cool idea. Yeah, and you can do that here as well. Yeah. I mean, you can if you're on live and you're playing the game, there are people that'll be just driving around the open world and it's just you can come up behind them, hit the X button, and then it goes, Do you want to challenge this person? Yes I do. It's like grinder for car nerds. It's yeah. like grinder for carnage. <laughs> it's a lot less It's semen. like grinder that doesn't end at butt sex. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. You might right, meet that right person. <laughs> wow, I bet there, I bet there's been a marriage through Forza. Or so I saw someone. I, someone got married that they met. I read some story about that, that they met on fucking racing sim. I'm sure. Yeah, all, all you know what? And there's been a lot. Horrible. There's been a lot of stories of people doing that through like World of Warcraft. I that makes you, more sense, though. Yeah. I bet you more ugly people have gotten married over Xbox Live. Oh, Do you think on, they had on. a little wedding yes. in World of Warcraft? Yes. And that was like their wedding? I oh, bet they sure. all did that because they all have friends and they've got their You would be surprised at the cross-section of I'm humanity that plays that game. I'm never fucking surprised by that shit, dude. I'm surprised at all. Video game freaks are crazy. Yeah. No, but I mean like people that you wouldn't think would be like really into WoW. Like Vin Diesel. Yeah, but he's a douchebag anyway. <laughs> but but Vin Diesel does not look like someone who plays World he of Warcraft a fucking twenty hours studio. a day. He does now. But Vin Diesel does. eight years ago didn't look like he played World of Warcraft twenty. What does he look like now? Well, when last Fast and Furious Five, it looked like he'd spent some time on the couch. Have you seen Philadelphia? 
<laughs> wait, wait, in reverse? But, you know, wait. he actually owns a video game studio. I'm sure a really, does. really good one based here in L.A. Is it? What really? do they make? Starbreeze. They made the Chronicle of Riddick games, which Obviously. are really fucking good. Shocking they're actually in the movie that the fucking They're surprisingly game, good, yeah. but they made the Darkness games. Uh, and Darkness! <laughs> they've to. got another one that's coming out that actually looks really fucking good. All right. Well, there um, you go. So, video game geek making money making video games. I, I think it's yeah. good. It's cool. I like playing video games. games. They're fun. I well, it's wait, not like wait, it's I would like to play Horizon. I don't know if we don't have a, How dumb was it of us to buy a fucking Xbox? Because we bought. Yeah, or to buy a PlayStation. Because we bought the PlayStation and then we had to buy Gran Turismo, but we already had Forza here. Tom Morningstar. Did Tom just go out and come back with a PlayStation? Yes. But wait, is that... How often can we go, that was really stupid, why did we do that? And the answer is Tom Morningstar. Does this wheel work with Xbox? No. No. That's why. That's why. Because uh, we got that shit. We got it was, the it was, wheel for free. It was the That's cart true. before the horse yeah, or whatever. Yeah, this setup that you have here That's is true. way more expensive than the console and the games that you have. That's true. And it's pretty sweet. That's so expensive. we have to get another wheel Now that wheel Caswell fixed our sticky pedal, we're good. We yeah. need another console or just use the controllers. Fuck that controller. Fucking we have controllers. a wheel seat, man. It doesn't work with that. we got to get another Controllers are the worst for racing games. But you know what? It's if nice I, from... Dan is the most patient person in the world because if I was Dan, I'd just be like, anyone who uses a controller can go fuck themselves. Like, that, that would be the... But that's like that, most of your market. But that's 95% of the players. Yeah. Wait, but what else needs to... See, I'm, I really want to have this smoking tire car pack for Forza. Uh, yeah. I've been talking with the PR be people. Cool. We can get a... I think it's we how get many, like a how many cars come in a new pack whenever they release a new pack? It's like five or ten, right? I, I have no idea. They haven't released any for this because it's not out yet. But no, I, know, but I mean, you know, um, usually in racing games they always release a pack, and here's new cars. I mean, five, ten, forty. I think John would very much like if we got the Venom in the game. He'd be happy yeah. with that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm not. He just sent me the dino sheet for his car. I, he won't. He he made me promise not say? to say what yeah. it is. Okay, it's can I just say, itself. holy shit, it's staggering. My eyeballs got for personal one year yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, his personal one. That's well, yeah, right. because now he doesn't have to worry about even gonna, if I, something breaks, it's it. not going to mar oh, his oh, image. Break. I'm going to show Thaddeus the picture yeah. of the phone screen. Oh, this is going to be like a live reaction? Yeah, yeah. this is going to be like you eating I haven't seen uh, it either. Lotus of Siam. And Lotus of Siam is not a uh, euphemism. It's not a person. Now, you, you John, can... John made me promise that we cannot say the number. Okay. Okay. I'm doesn't... imagining he's probably going to do something around it. He's gonna. Mm. He's got some things he's doing. You, you should offer the the video game guys a two for one deal. This is the dino sheet. Now, this is bear in mind. This is wheel horsepower. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Hold Holy on. Let me see shit. that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. That's, That's wheel. That's wheel. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's... I'm going 200 miles an hour this year. <laughs> you, you might do 300 you miles go, an hour. You might go 300 miles an hour in that fucking thing. I, and I had a good idea for that, which I hope we can make come to fruition. Uh, CT, the 1,200-horsepower the CTV, CTSV as a camera car. Oh, we're going to need nine more suction cups. We're going to see how fast <laughs> yeah. we can go with those suction cups. We're going to do the suction cup test? Suction cups plus gaffer. Yeah, that's going to be a suction cup yeah. plus the tether. That, that, uh, every, yeah. I that number is staggering. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Wow. That is... What else has... Wow. Wow. We can't even talk about it. No, we can't. Half that number is holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um... It's like a hand job for all these people that are listening. No, they're, they're, just, they're just at home right now just getting angry. Yeah. Come them. on. They'll We're sorry, guys. They'll, We're sworn to secrecy out. on something. They'll find, yeah. out. They'll find, They'll find out. out very soon. There's the a four in it. 
There is there is a, a four, four in it. That's a, yeah. that's good. That's people are gonna be mad. <laughs> Where's the four? <laughs> there is also a decimal point. It's, yeah, Oof. it ended in point four. <laughs> um, area under the curve. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, you could fucking make a te- you could build a little home under that dino curve. Um, this is not in the realm of like road going vehicles. This is the realm of like experimental government shit. Yeah. This is so, nuts. Um, anyway. That's, that's got a hell of a motor. All right. Well, Dan, Dan's cool, though. I like Dan. I yeah. like that he listens yeah. to our shit. I like that he's building an M3. And, oh, uh, seems, he's a know, winner. With the dude. Akrapovich exhaust, which is a badass setup. Yeah. yeah that, all of those sound so good. I want to play with uh, the data points, man. You yeah. can build some really cool shit and like the differences between everything. That's yeah. That's I could see you sitting for a long time just nerded out in front of the computer like, like that. I can picture like, all those connecting dot point I, charts. I just envision three weeks of me teaching Thad's sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You'd have to, you need help. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Come back, plug some shit, and wrap this bitch up. All we'll right. talk about the fusion, the Ford Fusion, which we have in our garage, and the horribleness of the Orange County Auto Show when we get back. Oh. All Fucking awesome video game that was. Yeah, Daytona USA, OG. But walking through the arcade and hearing that song all the time, <laughs> I wanted to kill someone. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I think I rented like a Sega Saturn when they were super expensive for my birthday one year and had Daytona. Oh, I was so happy with that. Amazing. I rented a Nintendo once. That was hilarious. <laughs> we gotta plug some shit. Uh, Dylan Optics, the official eyewear of the smoking tire. Yes, people keep commenting that they are fucking expensive. But you have to pay for things that are good. You got a job, don't you, boy? Get a job. Polarized. They're polarized, kind of expensive, polarized. but that's because they're awesome. The I mean, difference all good sunglasses are expensive. Of course. Yeah. They're not any more expensive than other good sunglasses. Mm. Ray-Bans are even more expensive than Dylan's. You, you only have one set of eyes, too. Quit fucking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they look dope, and they fucking work really, really good. When I had to wear my other sunglasses when I got the Dylan serviced, I was annoyed. Yeah. And then I went back to Dylan's like, oh, thank God. And if you buy them using the link at thesmokingtire.com, we will send you a free Smoking Tire t-shirt. $24 value. It's a $24 value for show. And, of course, if you have legal issues in the state of California, if you drive too damn fast, Mr. Ticket is what you need. www.4mrticket.com gets you out of all those legal problems. Check out our forum at threadlines.com slash the smoking tire. Talk about all your car shit. Someone asked me the other day, what section of the forum is for tuning? I think the maintenance forum probably, right? Yeah, maintenance, maintenance and projects. We're going to be doing a little reorganizing in some of the categories here. Well, contribute to the forum. We're giving away shit. We just gave away some ammo auto care. Just gave away a lifetime oil filter. We're giving away... Uh, are we giving away the Jeep thing? The Jeep the thing? Deal? Okay, Is so here's done? the deal. So what we're doing is we're doing a cross-promotion with Jeep and... What we want you to do is go on the forum and tell us about what your ideal Jeep trip would be, your whole adventure, whether it's taking a Jeep to go mountain biking or go scuba diving or, or just going off-roading. What would tell you do if we gave you a Jeep? Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, you can submit. Uh, you're probably exempt given the I think company. if you work for the smoke guitar, <laughs> you're exempt. So then, so then don't submit. Um, but, but Whatever uh, you do with a Jeep, don't do what Thad did with our press Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Just kill it. <laughs> and then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take that 
you're going to drive it around. We're you're going to get it for a weekend, and we're going to do a little bit of f- filming for you too, and uh, we're going to throw it online. Yeah. So if you say Roadhead is what you would do with the Jeep, you can do that, but we're not going to film that. Part. Yeah. Right. I'll charge double. And that's, of course, threadlines.com <laughs> slash the smoking tire. And we have a couple more plugs. We'll save them for the end. Um, this week we're driving a Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. It's the all new Ford Fusion. The all new uh, Aston, Aston Martin, Martin Fusion. <laughs> yeah. The Ford Vanquish. The Aston Martin Fusion. The sparkly. You know, Ford, uh, Ford Repeat. First of all, this is a very nice car, actually. Yeah, it is. I mean, it. yes, is it sort of just a sedan? Yes. But I've really kind of enjoyed it for the last four days. Is that the one six turbo? It's a one six turbo. It's the stick one, mm-hmm. which probably nobody will buy. It's I, I think it's the auto journalist the special. Stick is, is a journalist special. It's totally a journalist the special. Pedals are hilarious because talk <laughs> about an afterthought because the brake pedal is like an automatic. It's like a big size bread loaf. Oh, really? Bread yeah. <laughs> so it's they they didn't even order new. So pedals. they're like, okay, we're just gonna mount this clutch it's pedal funny. over here, and maybe somebody will buy one. It's, right. it's really funny, like different companies' approach to pedals because BMW, we had the we drove the M5 right on the track. Now the M5 with the dual clutch transmission has a little brake pedal as if it's ready for a clutch. Right. Now this car has a bread loaf brake pedal. And then the clutch is there, so it's like. Have you accidentally hit? The no, no, brake? no, 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 no. The, no, the spacing is fine. It, okay. it's not to the point where you're missing and hitting the brake. But it, if you look at it, it looks very silly. Maybe their boxes got shipped to the wrong place. I, I, they're obviously saving money on buying one kind of brake pedal instead of two because they couldn't pull another one from the Ford parts. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know, but yeah. it, it does look funny. But funny. it drives does nice. It, does that? Does the manual transmission bring anything to the table? Well, yeah, it's it's it happens to be a good manual transmission. The shifter feels nice. The clutch mm-hmm. is light. I mean, you can shift it really easily, as we learned yesterday, without using the clutch. Um, yeah. It's and super it, easy to shift without the clutch. It holds the gear because uh, the, the Fusion I drove um, a few weeks ago was the same engine, but automatic. And when we were using you know using the sport shift on in the canyons and stuff, it wouldn't hold the gear, and it kept hunting a lot. Yeah. Which no one who buys a Fusion is going to canyon run it. Yeah. But with this, obviously, Except I me, I'm, I'm going to on Sunday. But I know, but, but you know, what once I mean. in his life, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's it's comfortable. Seats are Super great. Comfortable. Back seat has tons of room. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I sat behind Glucker, who's your height, who's tall. Yeah, and I had like inches of leg room. Yeah, it's really it, it's got more room inside, I think, than the Taurus, while okay. being a smaller car outside and a better looking car I might add. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but the build quality feels really solid. There's a lot of good little gadgets and shit to play with. The telephone interface is particularly good. Um better than the phone interface in my Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um well, it's on the highway I'd expect it. Yeah. The the I mean it, it's all touch buttons. It's not like real buttons. Yeah. So Oh, and the knob thing. The knob thing is annoying. Yeah. On my truck, if you spin the knob, let's call it on. I'm on Sirius, right, to go from channel 36 to channel 55, right, right, and you spin the knob fast, right. it will go through channels fast. Every oh. every click you feel on the fusion, it's if you spin it too fast, it doesn't. It like can't catch up, and then ah. when you stop spinning it, it will go. So it doesn't understand momentum. No, no, it doesn't. It took me, I mean, I was driving because I, I had bitched about that before weeks ago and I, uh, I was spinning it with you. I was going from, I wanted to go from 44 to like 99. Yeah. And it took 
like a like minutes. It takes a long time because I had to go yeah. one click. Now one click, on the one other click, hand, click. it has a direct tune keypad, which my truck does not have. Right. So you can just type in ninety nine and get there right away. But I I drove it just to get a burrito and back and. As you know, I change songs every 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have so stereo ADD, it's really annoying. Like, you're like, oh, oh no. Sh- like, yeah. I'm three sections. Three um, stations this and we way, all do that because satellite radio plays a lot of the same songs. So yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. I'll come back to this later. And it just – it doesn't it doesn't go as yeah, fast as you want. It's really um, annoying. It should be quick. Well, should the be good quick. news is with the My Ford Touch and stuff with the voice commands, when I was on the Ford Focus Rally, they would make us use the voice commands like for camera. Yeah, like because right, they want to show off the features and shit on the show because the whole thing was a fucking commercial, right? All right, now voice, you know, input your voice uh, to say this this address, or whatever, and it would get all kinds. It would get so confused. It was a pre-production car, and it was a first generation of that stuff. It was a mess. This one, I'm three for three, understanding addresses that I speak the first time. Okay, so twelve oh one Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles. Boom, done. Go. You, Auto Club Speedway, Fontana, boom, go. And it's just it does it right away. It's it understood actually very Alhambra, good. which is a pretty It did understand word. Alhambra, which and, is I'm surprised at yeah. actually. And it's cool because you don't have to say the city and the state and you can sit in one fucking sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hit or miss. When I originally drove the focus, I was annoyed because if it said, I'm sorry I can't understand you, it wouldn't tell me which part it couldn't understand. And I was like, in my truck, it says, Okay, say the city. Say the street. Say the number. Mm-hmm. So if you fuck up, you at least know which part you're fucking up. Yeah. When it has you say the whole thing at once, and it says, no, I don't get it. Well, what part don't you get, you motherfucker? Which is annoying, ex- except when it works, and then it's nice and slick. So it works on this one. And I'll also say, like, it's a fantastic highway car because it's real oh, quiet. It's so com- the ride's quiet, really good. Yeah. comfortable. It's, it's real smooth. What are we? We get 28 and a yeah, half, 28 and half over the first uh, tank mm-hmm. of gas. Pretty good, yeah. Because I wasn't exactly. Dri- I mean, I wasn't beating on it, but I wasn't driving it like a pussy either. I wasn't, re- you know, yeah. every five thirty in the morning. You're going quick. What's yeah? yeah we we're going ninety miles an hour on we the hit, highway. We hit. Did, we did hit some moments of traffic though, so it brought down the average. What are we looking at, weight wise and power wise on it? God, I have to look up the weight. I'm not sure. I'm gonna guess um, 32, 33? Uh I don't know. Maybe a little more. And I'll. I will also say that uh, when I did the the big sedan drive, this was the second. Surprisingly, the second best car in the canyons after the Accord. Okay, the curb weight is thirty-two eighty-five. So pretty light. Actually, I, I was. What'd you say? Thirty-two thirty-three. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-three hundred pounds. Yeah, it's pretty aren't light we, actually. It's a Ferrari four five eight. Fucking thirty-two hundred pounds. I think Ferrari. Yeah. No, I think it's about three thousand even for Still, a thirty-one hundred maybe. For, no, it's it's not, also got a much bigger engine. This thing has a one point six yeah. liter in it. No, they're getting. It looks big, but they're getting lighter. But it's pretty. It's pretty nimble. How much power does that engine have in the thing? You said under two. Oh, I, see. I think it's one seventy six, one seventy six or one eighty or something. Yeah, I think that's about what the EcoBoost is it's doing. Not, oh, size. here we go. Uh, really, the- one point six. It's one seventy eight and one hundred and eighty four pounds of torque. Yeah. It's, dude, you know Which what? is fine for, for that. Every day car, it's fine. That's all my Honda has in it, and, yeah. for, and it's about the same weight, and that's fine for a daily driver. Yeah, and yours has the aerodynamics of a refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this thing merged, like you downshift, you get on the highway, and you're moving. Yeah, you, 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 you can get go. spool, you can go and it good. goes. I, I maintain in that 200-ish horsepower range is fine for most people's and daily you drivers. Get, you do get an, at lower speeds where there's not as much wind or road noise, and there isn't a lot of wind or road noise, but, right but there's a little bit. But at lower speeds, you do get a little yeah, when yeah, you shift, nice. yeah. a little little uh, blow off noise, and it needs bigger wheels. Ours has the sixteen inch wheels on it. It, just but it looks look a right. lot. Or is it sixteen or seven? I think maybe looks a little. Red I think there's sixteens on ours. 
18s on this thing look great. Really fill yeah. out the wheel arches. I would be worried about fucking up the ride quality because mm-hmm. the ride quality is excellent. But I already saw SEMA cars. I saw some SEMA cars. Did you get yeah. that email today? I saw it there's on one, Autoblog. There's a SEMA one. Here, let me, let me pull it up. Uh, where is that fucking thing? I got about Ford going to SEMA, and they sent me. Uh, where was it? Was it on July? Is there anything Autoblog. fun to drive while we're at SEMA? Is there any like driving fun events? Fun to drive at SEMA? Any driving no, events that we can go to? SEMA. Um, but it, it looked, it had like 19s or 20s on it. It looked fucking great. I see that looking good. Um, but, it's a, it's uh, it's a good looking car. Here, look at this thing. Great what does shape. this have? This has, paint's fucking This awesome. has 20s on it, which yeah. I wouldn't want on my own car, but it looks nice. It's a little big, but it, it, I think 19s would probably be the 1918s. Yeah, that picture. Yeah. 19s is the one to do it. And you know, the, the one thing that does bug me about it is the styling from the back. Sort of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, that's been the complaint, not just from you. Like, I've seen, I've they've seen got this amazing people. front end on it with the fucking the lights and the Aston grill. And then the side isn't bad. It's a little Hyundai Sonata from the side. But there are all the sedans in that. Yeah, they all kind of look the same. very similar. But the back, it falls apart a little bit. Yeah. But it, still, nevertheless, for 29000 bucks as tested, a very nice car. In the same oh, right. segment that's getting some very positive remarks. The new Mazda Six is supposed to be phenomenal. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen one of those yet. Oh, for uh, I saw a test mule. We're gonna go canyon running. What day? Sunday. Sunday. Do you want to go in the area where we're scouting before, but continue? Oh, up the there. Yeah. It Maybe be, it won't be crowded either. Maybe. When is the uh, GTD coming in? Uh, I just got an email about it. I don't have dates yet. But okay. I'm very excited. Yeah, I really, really want to drive yeah, the that. The GTD yeah, will be brilliant. Um, what else? Is there anything else worth saying about the Fusion? What else? Have we, uh, there's a lot Stereo of cup holders. Awesome. The stereo oh, sounds cup really holders. good. Um, you can't do e-brake turns in it. It has an no, electronic parking e-brake. brake. I hate that. You know what? I, I I hate it. And but for this car, I mean, what, I'm doing e-brake turns. No, in but the I mean, just in general, for what? I, this is an old man though. You but never I just have don't to trust release it. it though. Never. That's good. You put the car in gear. You release the clutch. You're you're going. The reason I hate I hate those though is because when I was driving the Fusion, we were in Malibu. And we had some warning lights on our car, which went away when I turned it off and on again. So it was just like a weird hiccup thing. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it was press car, pre-production, whatever. That, yours was pre-production. This is production. Yeah. So ours was pre-production. And so after, after that happens, we go up the hill and we're doing camera shots. And then we're coming down the hill. And like a moron, I decided to hustle down the hill with Tony chasing me. And then I realized that, one, I'm stupid because I just had warning lights and I'm like canyon driving with no guardrail. And then two <laughs> – my, I'm relying on a system that's electronic when I just had electronic problems. So it, in an emergency, oh, what it was is you know when you pull that e-brake thing, yeah. it takes a second. Yeah. I I want an e-brake on if I need it on. I, that's an excellent point. I so think that's, that's the only thing I don't. I don't want, want you, to have, have to you, trust. Have we tried on to that. use it while moving? I I try to do an e-brake turn in a Passat with the electronic e-brake. Yeah, and it, it does work. I pulled it, um, but it won't like whip around. It kind of the ABS still no, works but will too. It, but it'll come on. Oh, it comes on. Oh, okay. I stopped. See, that's the thing oh, is right. I don't want my e-brake to be tied to any other system. I want that to be the drum that's style a, e-brake. That's an excellent. That's an excellent point. No one uses e-brakes anymore for what they're intended. I mean, in a manual transmission, I mind less because worse comes to worse. If it's really that bad, I'll fucking dump it into first and blow the motor. I don't yeah, care. You know what I mean? If it comes down to it right. or fry the clutch or whatever's going to happen. Well, uh, even then, yeah. you can still – I mean, even if you're doing from 100, you can just keep dropping sequentially. Yeah, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you can, if you have that luxury. As long as the e-brake works when you tug it, yeah, I, I will yep. use it. it if it's – but. 
It's just, it's just reliant. It does have, in the the back Fusion does have hill hold assist, which is I love that. Uh, yeah, it's that a great is great fucking nice. feature. But yeah, I think that didn't the uh, the Mustang had it too, didn't it? Didn't the yeah, Shelby? Too. The yep. Shelby had it. The Fiat had it too. I, I yeah. first noti- I noticed it on the Fiat when when usually you know you got to let the clutch out. That's real one thing you got yeah. right. It's um, yeah, the, it's the a really nice hill hold assist is nice. Um, the fucking thing has a giant trunk. The Fusion's trunk is massive. Too bad we don't have Nino right now. Can you get a hoe in can it? Can you get a hoe in it? You absolutely can get a hoe in there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's nice. yeah, that's a, that's with the, the leather seats and stuff, it's a it's a nice car. Starts at 23 grand and change. Ours as tested is 29 grand. It's got a bunch of options. They make a show. And actually the paint is fucking nice on it too. Yeah, yeah, that's that black mind. pearl, it's like a got a lot of pearl in it. That it really would be a good raptor clean. color. A black pearl? Yeah. The black pearl. Yeah. Black pearl raptor. Black doesn't do it for me in the raptor. The, if I buy another raptor, it's going to be that blue. The blue fucking blue is rock. badass. In hindsight, I almost wish I bought the blue. Because there's so few of them. I just love it. You I got love Hunter it. Orange, though. Well, I like the orange because I got I was able to get two-tone interior. Yeah. You couldn't get a two-tone interior with blue. I don't know. Why I, do do this I wouldn't want blue to, two-tone interior anyway. It, it looked good on the, one, on the press truck we got. I don't know. Blue, blue in the seats is just... Roland's Focus weird. has the it's blue weird. and black interior, the Focus ST, and it was fucking killer. That car is killer. That car is the best. It's Jack Baruth, who I spoke to today, I called him because he just put up his second part of his Shelby GT500 review. Oh, cool. his, his writing literally intimidates me. His, his writing makes me question my ability to do my own job. It's that fucking good. Have you read it yet? I haven't read it yet, but oh my very god, good. it's unbelievable! It's so fucking good that I feel guilty doing my job at the level I that to, I do it. I need to read that this. because I mean, Autoblog oh, just put up their review of it yeah. today too, um, and so I want to see what Jack had to say. Autoblog's review of it is extremely generic. Yes, not it bad, is. but extremely generic. But if you read Autoblog's and then read Jack's, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I get. You know what I mean? Jack and Jack is at the point now where if he knew how to be. He, Jack is the Ayrton Senna to Dan Neal's Alan Prost. Yeah. Hmm. He nice totally to is. He totally is. I, I honestly think, and Dan's good, I think Jack is the better writer than Dan, but he's so aggressive and abrasive that, that Dan yeah. works the system better. And Dan's, Dan tells a really good story. Dan's a fi- they're yeah. both a- absolutely Very A-plus, different. A-plus level writers. They're great writers. Just approach it differently. Well, yes. Bruce can say anything he wants because he has a day job. He genuinely doesn't and, give a and fuck. He, and yeah. he doesn't go Dan on press Dan does give a fuck, so he's a lot more uh, pragmatic. Well, that and the other thing is Dan also works for big media outlets. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's uh, but Jack said, uh, huh? It's Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Jack said he's getting a Focus ST next. And he was like, what did you think of it? And I was like, dude... I was like, I hope you. I hope that you think of it what I think of it because I will be. I'll be happy if you do. I think you will, because he he knows a good car when he sees one, and that thing is unfucking believably good. It's good. Speaking of good writers, I sent you a Hunter S. Thompson piece about him reviewing the Ducati 900 SS. Really? It's awesome. Uh, really? Absolutely. Hunter S. Thompson motorcycle review? It's fucking. Can we? So the question is, did he actually uh, ride it? Laws? Yeah, yeah probably. Not. To it. No, he just did acid and walked around well, it for half. That, that's my <laughs> point. <half> an hour. <laughs> the way he describes the power in in this motorcycle is fucking awesome. Like I read the it. Come up into like, a mescaline trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you know, that's like when he covered the mint, and yeah. he never actually did the mint. Yeah. That's great. Well, covering the mint is fear and loathing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like the way he describes speed and, and everything in that it totally like hits home. It's like, oh, I know that feeling. Yeah, he's talking about meeting the beast. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I knew there'd be a beast. I was like, dragging something. Yeah. That's good, though. It's good. I grabbed yeah, onto the trail of a drone. There I was, slack jawed, staring into the eye of madness. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, uh, what do we got coming up next? Well, hopefully, this golf, this GTD. Yeah, I didn't get to drive it because I think the tires were gone on the second no, day. No, we're, we, we're going to be driving it. No, I know. And then we got um, uh, some other things. The Lexus, the Lexus is going to be here. Oh, you got the, you got the Lexus. Yep. Which yeah. one? Zach is going to take home the uh, the GS three fifty F Sport rear wheel yeah. drive. Nice. He's making all wheel drive too. I'm telling nuts. you that thing was cool. It was a very, very which is cool surprising. Smoking because tire clips. Lexus usually have the same effect on me as Ambien. No, 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 dude, it's, dude, uh, unbelievably surprising. This car. Yeah. This thing. Was good skid pad. It genuinely. I actually think it felt. It felt. And this is. I didn't have a lap timer or anything. It felt. It was more fun on the track than the ISF. Uh, yeah. Not as fast, but more fun. It's it's a slightly smaller vehicle too, though. No, it's bigger. bigger. Is it bigger? The GS. GS is bigger than an IS. Yeah. Oh, okay. GS is bigger. The the ISF was just almost AMG ish, where it was like it's kind of slippery. If you turn traction off, you can't feel a ton. But the the GS was you could feel the tires. It, you, yeah. it, it was it, it all worked together very well. The GS well. was a lot like uh, like a BMW like a five thirty five Sport Pack yes. okay. kind of thing. But mm-hmm. actually, I think maybe even a little better. Do you think? Because I think it's I think, lighter. Yeah, it felt lighter. And the brakes were fucking nasty. You, now here's the thing: is what do you think they'll put in for a motor when they do a proper F version of it, not this the is, Sport? Oh, well, they might they put like, a V8 in it. I don't know. I kept asking. I kept asking Bill, the Lexus rep. I was like, can you make the Avora S supercharger fit on this? Because it's the same basic motor. Yeah. And he said you can't. But I think I think I think that fucking psycho up in Lancaster that <laughs> built Frank's car yeah. could probably make it. Yeah. Fit. You probably can't. It's probably just a hood clearance issue. It maybe it is, oh, but man. I don't know. I think it, I think that supercharger would be the icing on the fucking cake. Couldn't they just do like a um like Vortec TRD thing off to the side. You so probably could. No enough, fucking, enough money, you could probably stick any. You probably you make always a turbo a, or... Centrifugals are easy That would surprise some fools. Let's take it on a still and be like, will it fit? Yeah. <laughs> Bring will, back a modded... Instead of, instead of will it blend, it's like, will it blow? <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a really cool way to will like... Will it boost? Will it boost? I'd want to see Baruch do that, like modify a press car. You know, someone who doesn't care... About what happens, and I don't want to get that car again. But like, you know, bring it uh, back, you know what's funny about modifying press car? When we were down at the track, and I had Mr. Richard James from GM, who's quickly becoming my favorite press guy, because yeah, he's, he's fucking just—he's a party in a bottle, that yeah. guy. And uh, and he, and I was like, Richard, uh, I have a confession to make. I was like, I, I pulled the F8 fuse in the ZL1, and I didn't put it back. And he was like, I know, everybody does. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like and I was like, oh. Did you put it back? He's like, man, I got a shoebox full of them fuses at the press fleet place. That's He's funny. like, every time the car comes back, the first thing we do is check the F8 fuse. You could hear it. <laughs> yeah. It was the same car we had, so you could hear yeah, when could it hear started right up. Away. And I was like, oh, they didn't put that back. <laughs> Such a good yeah. fucking car. Yeah. 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 Fucking thing was awesome. I'm, I'm got to write that. That's what I'm, I'm writing tomorrow. CLGG. I'm writing my proposal. Oh, yeah. For the one lap of America. Dude, that thing would do well. Uh, after driving the Roush Mustang, which was the class winner from last year, I'm 100% confident I could beat that car in a ZL1. Mm-hmm. 100% confident. Yeah. Can the Roush was not that, It was just not that fast. Huh? Can you run a square stance on the car? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can. Perfect. That's hugely helpful. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, I have to go to my fucking night job now. <laughs> I oh, you're doing that today. Oh, my God. I got to... Last... last Protect week, and serve. Thursday, dude. Last Thursday was the fucking fight. 
Yep. Yeah. Eh, that didn't go well. Hey, who knows what'll happen this Thursday? Well, we uh, we're doing three this time. Three security this time. That oh, that'll sense. be good. Fucking bullshit. That is his winner's black shirt. You can go down there. When is Gotham starting? I can't, it can't start fucking soon enough because this whole bouncing at a dive bar thing sucks my asshole. Ugh. I hate being in a bar and not being able to drink. I'm, should I just... I should just start banging shots of vodka right now, shouldn't I? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, oh, let's be honest. If I start drinking now, right, and I get there at 9.30, I'll probably be sober... By midnight, which is when bad shit would start to happen. Yeah, at least it'll be... Because nothing en- bad happens before, like, 12.30 or 1. Yeah, at least it'll be entertaining for an hour and Yeah, so I'll so. just get wasted and check IDs wasted. Because you got to be accountable. If someone cracks someone's head at 2, you got to be sober as a witness. See, this is when marijuana yeah, sort of. food should Although you should have seen the fucking how wasted the guy was that the cops took the statement from last time. You do not need to be sober to be a witness. This guy oh. was shit-bombed. He was like, he had the... The black hat with the basketball team on it. Uh, what team was that? Was the fucking basketball team. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but if you're a bouncer, you get that I thing know, where you I'm can not throw someone be... through a window and be like, I he know. started, dude. And they're like, well, that guy's drunk. You're not? Okay. Yeah, I know. Wield the power. I know. Wield it like a giant cock sword. That was gross. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little weird. Because uh, we all dream of wielding a giant cock sword. Oh, you dream of it, but it's my reality. You actually have a sword. That's that's well, what I'm referring to. Is is having yeah, like a prop I have a sword. sword. It, it's it's long and it looks like a cock. It's like so a it's gayer than he. Which end that's is the cock? Something. Is it the the blade or the <laughs> or the handle? <laughs> oh, you mean I meant a rooster? You sick fucks! <laughs> <laughs> the handle. <laughs> the balls are the what are those things that blocks other sword attacks? <laughs> I forget. With a shield that just looks like a sack. It's just stretched. <laughs> oh, follow me on Twitter at the Smoking Tire. <laughs> follow us on Facebook slash the Smoking Tire. Follow me on Facebook slash the Real Mad Farah. Follow Zach Clapman on Twitter if you like angry tweets. Follow Hayes Data on Twitter if you like tweets that you can't understand because they're technical. Yeah. Or they're when you really asked morning, him that funny. some technical question about devs and and yeah. APIs, APIs and parallel, I'm like, what parallel the fuck is Chris talking about? Yeah. Fucking nerds. Yeah. You fucking. Hey, we, we run everything, though. That's Whatever, true. because you're a nerd, we have a podcast. The nerds so. are, the nerds <laughs> so there you go. Otherwise, we would not have a podcast. We'd be talking to each other, and no one could listen. Uh, go to PlaySeatUSA.com if you want to order a simulator like we have. They're not very expensive, actually. They're quite affordable. Work with PlayStation and Xbox if you can play Forza Horizon on it. And our uh, lap board, as yet unchanged, you can see the top... The top lap times are threadlines.com slash the smoking tire in the forums. You, it's, there's instructions. Are there instructions, right? Yeah, yeah. If they want to run their own lap time, yeah, you, there are instructions on the forum. It's all up there. If you want to run your lap time on our custom course on Gran Turismo. And I use the, I use the Contour iPhone viewfinder in the, oh, yeah? the MPG thing. So How'd it work? On the helmet. Great. Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Bluetooth yeah. monitor. I can on aim, iPhone. I aim it Apparently, off the GoPro oh, okay. just released their yeah. version of that. Did the they? Yeah. How are their mounts? Still shitty. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Optics yeah. are better. Mounts are Optics are, are slightly better. Slightly Cameras better. are much more durable. Cameras are more. Inner- the, the GoPros are more annoying to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their mounts suck my asshole. Give us, give and us uh, Big Muscle is back on Drive. Now, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the live. first episode. Hey, and. For the people who are whining, we apologize about the audio in the first episode. It's a loud our, car. Right? 
It's a loud car, and as we remembered, uh, our camera was having a fuck up that day, it and we had it server. fixed. Yeah, yeah, it had to be like taken it had it literally an audio fuck up in the camera, and we just sent it to get fixed afterwards. And the audio problem has been resolved. I showed up in Milwaukee to film the Lamborghini that the guy built in the basement, and I was like, I have no audio. All of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was good before I left Laguna City. Yeah, this and uh, on the Smoke and Tire video series, the Audi S6, S7, and S8 reviews. Uh, if they're not all up yet, they will be up by the, the time this podcast Oh, this is two weeks up. out. Yeah, so. the, they'll, they'll be up. And, um, yeah, that's about it, right? Yep, that's I think that's it. it. Leave a comment on iTunes. If you use iTunes, tell the world how much you like our podcast and rate us. Keep us at the top of the podcast game. Until next time. This is me drinking coffee. Fight the good fight. 41. Ah.